Alright everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dan Sensei English Podcast, where we try and make English fun. My name's Dan, and today's podcast is all about how you can improve your English quickly. But before we get into all that, hello, how are you doing today? Hopefully you're doing pretty well wherever you're listening to this from. And if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, welcome. Thank you for finding me. And if you've listened to other podcasts I've made before, welcome back. Nice to see you again. So it's a new year. When you listen to this, it's beginning of January. Well, unless you're listening to this in the future, then, you know, I don't know when you're listening to this. But I'm releasing this at the beginning of January in 2022 it's a new year it's a new dawn it's a new day yes it is um and at this time of year people like to set themselves goals new year's resolutions right and it's always things like this year i want to save money or this year i want to learn how to do something and those goals are great They're a great way to motivate yourself to do the things you need to do this year. And with that in mind, I want to talk to you today about things that you need to do to improve your English quickly. I've got five tips that I think will really help you see improvements in your English skills. Probably... You kind of have an idea about these things, but I'm going to explain what they are, why they're important, and how you can use them to make some progress. So, let's jump in and talk about the first tip. Setting goals in English is super important because if you don't have a goal, how on earth are you going to know what to study next? So the key here is to answer this question. Why do you want to learn English? Answering this question will help you understand what your main goal is. And the answer will probably be different for everyone, right? Some people want to watch TV shows without subtitles. Other people want to make English speaking friends. And some people just want to travel around the world. Whatever. You need to know what your goal is. Once you've got that main goal set and it's in your head, the next step is to break it down into like a step-by-step plan. What do you need to be able to do to achieve that goal, right? For example, let's say that your goal is to make English-speaking friends. Cool, great goal. But what does that actually mean, right? Well, if you want to make English-speaking friends, probably you need to be able to introduce yourself for a start. You also probably need to be able to ask and answer questions related to interests and hobbies. And you're also going to need to learn about things like follow-up questions and small talk. These steps will help you get to the goal. And finally, you need to take those steps and break those down into smaller tasks that you can actually set a short-term deadline for. For example, 
your short-term goal for introductions could be something like, by the end of this week, I will have learned some phrases that I can use when I'm introducing myself in English. Or, by the end of this month, I'll have learned some phrases and some vocabulary that I can use to talk about my interests. Some things you need to think about when you're doing this are things like, don't set too ambitious goals, right? Don't set a goal like, by the end of this week, I will have learned 3,000 new words. No, no you won't. That's impossible. You're setting a task that is too difficult. That means you're going to get demotivated and you're probably just going to give up. So don't do that. Set goals that are tangible. Like, don't say, I'm going to learn X amount of words or I'm going to study for X amount of hours every day. Focus on what the actual task you want to achieve is when you're setting your goals. Let's take a look at some examples. The main goal can be something like to be able to communicate in English during my trip to the UK. For the steps, it could be something like learn vocabulary and phrases needed for shopping, sightseeing and eating in restaurants. And the short term goals can be something like by the end of this week, I'll have learned vocabulary related to regular items in shops and restaurants. By the end of next month, I'll have learned phrases to make requests. Another example of a main goal could be something like to be able to watch videos on YouTube about gaming. And the steps are learn vocabulary related to games and gaming, learn common phrases used to talk about games. And the short term goals can be by the end of this week, I'll have learned basic vocabulary for playing games. By the end of this month, I will have learned basic phrases used in videos I like. And one final goal could be to make English speaking friends. And the steps are learn phrases for introducing myself, learn vocabulary related to interests and hobbies, and learn questions for small talk. And the short term goals could be something like by the end of this week, I'll be able to introduce myself and by the end of the month, I'll be able to ask and answer questions about hobbies. Something like that. So that's why you need to set goals. But let's talk about why you need to study every day. Studying English every day is so important if you actually want to make some progress. And I know you're probably like, but I've got a full time job and a wife and kids, and a dog. And I know, I've heard all of these excuses before. I've even made some of these excuses before. But it doesn't change the fact that if you want to improve, you need to study every day. If you can study every day, the consistency of doing that makes it much easier to study English, right? Your brain gets used to the idea of studying English every day and it becomes easier. It's a bit like playing guitar. If you want to learn guitar, you need to do it regularly. So then your muscles get used to making those shapes and doing those things over and over again. And it gets easier to do it the more you do it. Same is true with studying English. 
It also stops you forgetting what you learned before. If you just study for three hours on a Saturday, by the time you've got to the next Saturday, you probably forgot most of that stuff. That's just natural, right? But if you're studying a bit every day, your brain can keep hold of what you studied for longer. And by the time you get to that next Saturday, you're going to remember a lot more than if you just studied for three hours last week. And I know we're all busy. We've all got other things to do. But the key is trying to build it into your daily schedule, right? When you wake up in the morning, you don't think, oh my God, I've got to find 30 seconds to brush my teeth. No, you just naturally do it because it's part of your routine. And if you can build learning English into your routine like that, it's going to make learning English a lot easier. You know, maybe you can spend five minutes while you're eating your breakfast learning a new word. Or maybe you can watch a YouTube video on the train to work about English grammar. Whatever, just fit it in wherever you can and do it consistently and it will become second nature. And finally, I want you to think about what you're going to study every day. This will vary person to person based on your goals, but don't just study the same thing every day. If every single day you only study vocabulary, that's going to get real boring real quickly. So mix it up, you know, learn vocabulary one day and then next day you can focus on some idioms or grammar and then maybe one day you just listen to a podcast or something. You don't need to do the same thing over and over again, but as long as you're interacting with English every day, jobs are good in. The next thing I want to talk about is listening. Think about this for a second, right? When you learned your native language, how did you do that? Did you download a fancy app on your phone? Did you take a class? No, you spent the first part of your life just listening. That's how you learned your language. Listening, listen loads and loads and loads. And that's why when you're learning English, listening is super important. Some of the benefits of listening a lot are things like you're going to naturally pick up new words because you hear them a lot in context, right? You won't need to look it up in the dictionary. You'll just naturally absorb these words and know what they mean based on the situations that people are using them. You're also going to learn a lot of things like intonation, word stress, pronunciation, and things that textbooks aren't really going to be able to teach you. When it comes to listening, one mistake that learners always make is they try so hard to understand everything and that's not going to happen. And then you're going to get demotivated and you're going to be like, oh, I can't do that. And you'll give up. The key is not to understand everything. The key is just to let it go in and absorb as much as you can. If you understand 20%, that's great. Next time, try and understand 25%. If you can understand 50%, that's awesome. Don't focus on what you can't understand. Focus on what you did understand. Like, can you understand the main idea they're talking about? Sure, you don't understand every word, but you get the idea, right? And if you hear the same word five, six, seven times and you don't know what it means, 
Sure, look that word up, but don't listen and try and understand everything. Just try and understand some stuff, right? And you don't even need to actively listen to something. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got about learning Japanese is listen to Japanese podcasts while you're doing something else, right? While you're driving to work or washing the dishes, you can put a podcast on and just let it play in the background. And it doesn't have to be something that you're concentrating on, but having it there and having it in the background and getting used to listening is going to make your English a lot better. The next thing I want to talk to you about is vocabulary. So, vocabulary. This is the one thing that you need to spend a lot of time learning, right? Imagine vocabulary are like bricks. You can't build a house if you've got no bricks, right? You can't do anything in English without words. So, that is the thing that you should focus a lot of your attention on when you want to improve your English because more words equals more power. The more situations you can understand what's going on, the more things you can talk about, the more things you can read and understand. All of this stuff comes from vocabulary. Everyone's got their own methods when it comes to learning vocabulary. And there's no correct way or incorrect way. Some people like to associate words with a picture. Some people like to make lists and write down the word 50 times. Some people like to label everything in their house with sticky notes. Whatever. It doesn't matter how you study vocabulary as long as you're doing it. For me, I like to use flashcards. I like to use Anki. I've mentioned it in a previous video. The link will be in the description. But I find Anki and repeating, reviewing, and learning new words every day for me is the best way that I've ever been able to learn vocabulary in another language. One tip I want to give you about learning vocabulary is don't just learn words randomly. Don't just like open a dictionary and be like, today we're learning these words, because probably most of those words are going to be useless for you. Learn words that are related to you, your interests, and your experiences. If you learn something that's actually relevant to you, you're going to be able to use it more. And that means you're going to be able to remember it for longer. If you learn a word that you can actually use, that's powerful. If you learn a word that you're never ever going to use, that's not powerful. And that's a waste of your time. So, focus on words that are actually going to help you achieve your goals. Finally, we're going to talk about pronunciation and practicing speaking. So far, we've pretty much just focused on the input side of things, you know, listening and vocabulary and studying and just in, 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 in. That's important. But output is also important, right? You need to be able to use the language that you're actually learning. When it comes to outputting in English, a lot of learners really don't have confidence because it's not a skill that they've ever practiced. Sure, they've sat and they've learned grammar and they've learned vocabulary and, you know, all that good stuff that we talked about, but they never actually practiced the speaking part. So today I want to give you a couple of tips to help you do that. 
The first tip I have for you related to practicing speaking is to learn shadowing. Shadowing is a technique in English where you find some audio of a native speaker, you listen to the sentence, you pause and you repeat. You try and copy what they're saying. I've made a full video about this in the past. You can find the link in the description, but that's the basic idea. And this is good because A, you're learning good habits because you're copying a native speaker. You're also going to be able to practice copying their intonation and their word stress and things like that. And you don't have to concentrate on making the sentences. The sentence is already made. You don't need to worry about, is that grammar correct? Or is that word correct? You're just copying somebody else. So you're practicing the speaking side of it without worrying too much about if you're correct or not. Another thing you can do is if you're not good at pronunciation, you can practice certain sounds with tongue twisters. Tongue twisters in English are a really good way to practice making the sounds that you're not good at. To go back to the guitar analogy, right? You need to practice making chords like the shapes. You need to do that before you can play guitar, right? You need to train your muscles to make those shapes. Making sounds in English is the same. You need to train the muscles in your face to make the sounds correctly. And tongue twisters are a bit like going to the gym for pronunciation. There's loads of tongue twisters out there. I've even covered some on my Instagram. So if you want to check that out, there's loads of tongue twisters there that you can practice to improve your pronunciation. And once you've been doing this for a while and you've built your confidence, it's time to start outputting your own ideas, right? Make your own original sentences. You can write them down or you can just speak. You can talk to yourself in the shower. You can find a language partner. There's loads of ways to practice speaking. One thing that you could do if you don't have a speaking partner is get your phone and record and set a topic. Today, I'm going to talk about my interests for one minute and talk to the camera for one minute. When you finish, you can play it back and you can kind of think like, oh, that sounds good. Oh, that, that sounds a bit weird. And even I know loads of people that keep an English diary online, like they'll either tweet every day in English or they'll put a video on YouTube every day just to practice speaking. So even if you're on your own, you can still practice speaking and you can still output English. And that brings us to the end of the list for this podcast. I hope you found it useful and I hope you can use those tips to really, really improve your English in 2022. I use these tips myself when studying Japanese. There's a lot of stuff that I learned by learning Japanese basically on my own. Most of my time I'm studying on my own and learning how to study is almost as important as actually studying. I've wasted so much time and effort by studying in a really inefficient way. And after I've learned these things, I always think, I wish somebody had told me this stuff before I just worked it out on my own. And that's usually how life is. But luckily for you, I'm passing on this information so 
You don't have to feel like, oh, I wish someone had told me. Somebody did tell you. And you can use these tips to not waste time and make some progress. As always, there's a full downloadable cheat sheet for everything covered in this podcast. You can get it by joining the Study Squad newsletter for free. All the details are on dansenseienglish.com forward slash study squad. And don't forget, you can get the Study Hacks guide for free, which has got even more awesome tips and tricks to help you study smarter, not harder. Coming up next week, we're going to look at some more phrasal verbs. I know recently we've been really talking about phrasal verbs. And we're going to be talking about phrasal verbs that you can use for taking trips and traveling. The reason for this is, is next month, I'm taking a trip to Hokkaido to look at the snow festival. And it's the first trip I've taken in the last two, maybe two and a half years. And I'm pretty excited. And I thought it'd be fun to make a video about traveling and words and phrasal verbs that you can use to talk about traveling. So if you're into that, be sure to check back next week. And, you know, subscribe to this podcast wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. You know, your Stitcher or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever. I do appreciate it. And of course, you can find me on social media. The links are in the show notes. Come and say hello over on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and even YouTube. We've got mini videos and quizzes and stuff like that. So come check it out. But thanks again for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.